Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Cursed Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Aaron Michael Ritchie, award-winning YA writer and frequent convention traveler. Aaron is the author of 43 novels under various pen names. He's been an Amazon All-Star, and the first book in the Juniper Wars series was a Dragon Award finalist. His novel, Sages of the Underpass, won the Independent Audiobook Award for Best Fantasy in 2021. If he's not your favorite now, he will be after. Welcome, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. So Don't I write, Aaron. He's not sick I, at all. I, I, I've never felt more. I have a glint in my eye and a spring in my step, and <laughs> an infection in my lungs. So it's not COVID. So, so it's not COVID. So we're good with there. So it's just, it's probably the bubonic plague, but that's fine. Oh, it's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. all fine. No, and I just want to say I'm. I'm, I'm, I've, I, 43 novels, lots of different genres. I got my mm-hmm. start writing tons of YA, but now I just write uh, a little bit of everything. That so. sounds awesome. Well, I have to say in your profile pic, you look pretty serious with just like a hint at a mischievous grin underneath. Yes, that's what I was but going for. That's what, Well, it worked well, but I've seen you, I've not seen me without a huge smile, like ever. So how did you manage to keep a straight face long enough to snap that picture? <laughs> well, my my friend Steve Jankowski, who's supported me like through like like my days of like in the '90s, I wrote a book and I like published it through like a tech manual publisher. Uh, my wife. Did you have to worked, buy a thousand copies? No, nah, I bought like twenty and gave them to my best bed at my wedding. Um, Dream of the Archer. It was this amazing book that I dedicated to my wife, but she couldn't read it because it was super like bad when i say bad i mean it was like so ahead of its time no one could read it <laughs> except my friend peter That's a way to spin it. So. <clears throat> no so steve jankowski took my picture mm-hmm. and he's he's uh you know and so we tried different like mm-hmm. different like serious and happy and well, I should get a new one that's more zany because I've been writing zany books lately. No doubt. Oh yeah. Got some crazy stuff out there. Oh yeah. The um, well, we just saw each other at Superstars and it was totally fun. Um, we love our Superstars writing convention on this podcast. Um, and it says on, that you frequent conventions. You really like them. So, what do you find to be the most beneficial aspect of such events? Getting out of my house <laughs> <laughs> and like talking with people. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, I get to hang out with my friends, I get to sell books, I get to be on panels and talk about, like, super nerdy things, which I love, I love so much. Um, yeah, and, like, like, yeah, and I love to travel, and I love to go new places, and, um, my friend James A. Hunter, who's my co-author, um, mm-hmm. on the Shadowcroft Academy for Dungeon series, talks about how he grew his writing business from convention to convention. And that really is the truth. It really puts the cougar back in the car. And that mm-hmm. is a Talladega Nights reference. And it's probably the most important movie for any sort of self-realization. <laughs> most important. This one. That's the one. Talladega mm-hmm. Nights. Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I think we're going to have a lot of pop culture references. There will be a quiz at the end. We're going to see how cool y'all are. Just for the record. Well, when my daughters were learning to drive, I told them, mm-hmm. Oh, drive with your eyes. You drive with your heart. And then your wife said, never mind, I'm going to teach him to drive. 
yeah, that's, that's basically it. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Well, you mentioned James Hunter, and he actually talked about you at Superstars and said that you were willing to write a book a month so you could quit your job and do this writer thing full time. Yeah. So my question is, are you surviving? Like, how do you find time to eat? Like, how is this working out? No, it's, I had to slow down. Book a month is like. <laughs> right? No, it's, 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 it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, no, you know, a lot of it's like, I don't know. There's no, I, I, I don't know how I've survived. I, I, part of me is supremely broken and I'll probably never recover, but living the dream. I love this stuff. I love planning <laughs> books and I love, uh, I love getting words down and I love cry. And I cry, dude, when I write, I write in co well, I wrote in coffee shops a lot. Um, and it's been hard in COVID because I can't go yeah. to the coffee shop. So I have two yep. monitors. So I have mm -hmm. my writing monitor and I have another monitor mm -hmm. and on the other monitor, like, when I couldn't go to coffee shops, I would like find like, like Japanese student studies in Tokyo coffee shop. And I would like study with Uchiko and I'd be writing books and she'd be studying like. And you're like, like me too. Me too. I'm like, you go Uchiko, you do, you live your dreams. <laughs> no, but I write in coffee shops and I cry and yell and scream. And they're like, sir, sir. Yeah. I've not been thrown out yet. And I really don't care if people look at me funny. So. Hey, at my coffee shop, they knew my name, and I haven't been there, like you said, in like two years. And if I go to the drive-thru to get coffee, they still know my name. So Aww. I feel you. Yeah, I know, right? So they're yeah. you make an impression on these poor people in these coffee shops. Oh, well, yeah. the one that you're writing for Shadow Alley, is you said that's the Shadowcraft Academy for Dungeons, right? Yes. Um, How did you come up with a mushroom as a main character? Well, because A, mushrooms are like an ancient form of life, right? And like mm -hmm. mushrooms are all around. There's a great on Netflix. There's a great uh, there's a great um, documentary on mushrooms. It's called The Magical Mushroom, and it talks about the psilocybin. But it also talks about like uh, I was gonna say I thought that was about something else. Okay, keep going. <laughs> it also talks about a little bit of the biology of it. Like the I okay. think the lar one of the largest organisms on Earth is a mushroom mm -hmm. spore colony across Oregon. Yep. Right. And how mushrooms like like right now I have like fungal I had a fungal infection. Do we want to talk about that? I have pictures. I'm kidding. You don't want to hear about my fungal infection. But I like I mean, the idea. I might, but I have a biology background. <laughs> okay. No, so it was so James and I uh were talking about like a non-human character. We wanted to do a non-human character uh as a dungeon core and mushroom mushroom dungeons are a thing. And so um so yeah, we we settled on a mushroom, and he's so damn cute. That cover is so cute. He is. I and that love was that. me. So the original face wasn't working, and I'm like, dude, let's just let's just Groot it up, man. Let's just go Groot. <laughs> and so if you notice his, oh, I I hope Disney's not listening. There's copyright. <laughs> no, no, you're allowed to use art, man. Just the face. If you notice, the mm -hmm. face is very cute. Mm -hmm. So like Groot, but it wasn't based on Groot. It was based on something else. Yeah, the mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Murray. One of your adorable children. <laughs> Little fungaloid. Oh. I love it. I saw that. I'm like, that is so interesting. Oh, um, yeah. So, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. And then, so they said this series is game lit. And yes. we've had a ton of lit RPG authors on the podcast. So can you tell us how game lit is different from lit RPG? Uh, yeah. So lit, the, the way I see it. <clears throat> I mean, genres are just like a marketing tool, but uh, 
that lit RPG in my mind is always very like stat heavy mm-hmm. uh, in in the business we call it crunchy. Um, <laughs> so it's more like so the in, numbers in mean like, in lit, lit RPG you'll you'll have experience points and they'll say okay I got ten experience points and I put them you know here and I leveled up to level two so I get to increase my strength and I get to pick a skill and so it's very uh, it's very mathy. I wrote a um, in 2022, uh, I wrote a series with Dakota Kraut called Cooking with Disaster. So instead of... Uh, it's, you have it's all about... the most fun projects. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, and working with Dakota, he is... I adore him. He is, he is, he is the best. And funny and smart. And, <laughs> dude, full murder hobo should be required reading for everyone. <laughs> He's been on the podcast. He explained to me what that meant. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, but so lit RPG is very stat heavy and more and more math mathy. I did do a lot of math and 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 cook it with disaster, because um, mm-hmm. it was all based on like food and calories and and like you had to like eat while you fought, which which <laughs> sounds like which a is, dream come true. Which no, it's hard. Like I used <laughs> to run, I used to do races like run triathlons and stuff, and you have to eat. And I I did the Boulder Boulder, which is a ten k, and they had like bacon. So I would like try to eat and eat bacon and run. It's it's you can't breathe bacon, man. I've tried. So <laughs> do you have a dog behind you picking up the crumbs? No, I just like a lot of choking and oh, coughing. No. And, so 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 game lit has uh-huh. video game and gaming aspects. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Shadowcroft Academy for Dungeons is like dungeon core game lit. It's about dungeons. And so they get skills and they cultivate energy to increase their power, but there's less math. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So all the fun, less crunchy math. Less crunchy math. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Nathan says that he's run the Boulder Boulder. Ah. And the tequila shots are a real performance enhancer. Ah. <laughs> That's the problem. If you were taking the tequila, you'd be feeling no pain. That's a good point. That's a good That's right. point. That's right. Um, so let's see. We we authors tend to pull from what's familiar. Which one of your characters do you relate to the most? Oh my god! Now I told you we had sh- hard, tough questions. Uh, now and should I be counting? Like like. Is oh that no, I'm counting. Number? Don't worry. It's totally exactly okay. twenty questions every time. Why? <clears throat> Why? <laughs> <I, I, laughs> In, in Rogue One, the, the Alet Tudic droid, he has this great line that says, I find your answer vague and unconvincing. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. I find your answer vague and unconvincing. I think there might not be 20. Uh, hey, there's a list of 20, but we tend to get off topic because it's fun. Well, I'm so already out of order, man. So in Shadowcroft... <laughs> we we have a we have a we have a satyr named Marco, uh, okay. Lascarellis, and Aww. and 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 Marco says he's not sure if he's a goat with a drinking problem or a drunk with a goat problem. Um, <laughs> and this and, is who you relate to the most. And James is like, that's just you, Aaron. That's just like <laughs> a self insert for you. And I don't drink, but I'm kind of outlandish and kind of like silly and. Um, but no, on a more serious note, probably uh, the most autograph, autograph, autobiographical book I've written uh, mm-hmm. was Long Live the Suicide King, which is mm-hmm. not to be a downer. I don't want to be a downer, Kelly. 
hey, we like to read. We like sad books, too. What's the point of just laughing all the time? We just well, want to feel. It's it's a happy little suicide book. Um, oh, well, there you go. About, uh, yeah, and it's autobiographical. So it kind of mm-hmm. deals with my, uh, I, I struggled with uh, uh, addiction and depression in high school. So it's just kind of my journey um, to sobriety and to a different, like, to, to kind of like a, it's really a book about finding meaning. And so my, my troubles were a lot of like searching for meaning. And one of the greatest things about having a writing career is it gives my life so much meaning. And it's so hard that I, and I like to do hard things. So the um, challenge, the challenge keeps you motivated. Yeah. So like long live Suicide King is dark and funny and mm-hmm. like, it's very me. It's very, but it's fiction, me. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It has kind of a little crime story and I never did any crime. I am so lawful that good. anyone can prove. No, man, I am lawful good. I'm like, oh. if I think about doing something wrong, I have to go to confession. But so anyway, no. Nice. Um, sorry, distracted by the chat. Want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Chat. Uh, I know, I know. They're having fun. Oh, good. I think they're paying attention. Are you paying attention, chat? They are. They talked about mushrooms. Yeah, they're on board. Apparently, um, Nathan wants to, he fried some mushrooms last night. So is a walk the biggest danger for your character? Is that what he has to really watch out for? <laughs> uh, well, in Cooking in Disaster, our main character, who's a cook, uh, mm-hmm. has a walk of blocking and, <laughs> and, and gravy boots. And oh, no. Pauldrons of flying. Yeah, all of his armor is based on cooking utensils. So I can't see gravy um, boots would be a good thing, though. Oh, it's cool. Like in book three, it's super cool. It's super cool. Uh, what was the question? The walk? No, because our dude, let me tell you, our little fungaloid, Logan Murray, who goes to a, a dungeon academy to learn how to like kill heroes because heroes are trying to destroy the universe. Um, darn heroes. Darn heroes. Well, they're not really heroes, right? They're evil, cruel dungeoneers. Um no, so he starts off at the academy like the lowest of the low, but then he levels up and he can like he can do this symbiotic relationship with under dungeon cores and no nice. and he and he gets to the point where he can make some like really powerful like funguses fungi fungi, um so no he doesn't have to worry about being eaten. So he's got it down now. He's the yeah. he's the aggressor. I shall teach you. He does get dismembered a lot. But what's a little dismembered between friends, right? Dismemberment. So <laughs> he's a mushroom. He'll just grow more. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. Um, unless there's two of them. I mean, that could be a really weird scene talking to himself. Oh, I mean, that could be bad. Don't that could be tempt bad. me, Kelly. Don't tempt me. <laughs> he's like, don't. book four. I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. James, James will shoot that down. He's like, no, no, actually me and James have had a great time and he's taken most of my ideas um it's it's yeah it's and we decided to go super weird so in book two there's a lot of discussion about silverware but no spoilers (laughs) silverware you promised me he wasn't getting eaten now now i'm curious now i'm wondering talk sporks though kelly oh don't talk sporks i thought we were talking serious here okay not sporks we're good no sporks i refuse that we we talked about that i refuse to answer any questions about sporks i will hang up (laughs) it'll be over It'll be over. I, I, I don't. I don't follow that contract you sent me. Sorry, Aaron. Damn. And we're live now. I mean, what are you <sighs> gonna do? <laughs> I just say the um, 
when we were talking about conventions earlier, we did have a question in the audience that wants to know what's your favorite convention. Dude, like Dragon Con is its own thing, right? It's this, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I've done a lot of the major Comic Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to San Diego Comic Con with mm-hmm. um, Quincy J. Allen, and we worked the Cheryl and Kenyon booth and sold our books. And mm-hmm. um, no, Dragon Con is nerdy gras, right? It's this right. big, huge, mm-hmm. rolling, drunken party, nerdy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a small con, right? So so it's oh, a small. nonprofit. Small. Well, it is. At its heart of hearts, it's a nonprofit. It's like locally we have Mile High Con, which is a local Colorado con. At its heart of heart, it is a small con. It's just a small con that includes like 100,000 people. So, Actually, you're right. I guess the feel of it is small con, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you are right. With dancing Tyrannosaurus Rexes at 3 in the morning at the rave. Sure. Yeah, at the Hilton, man. It's the rule. It's a rule. Yeah. Yeah, even even my mom and Vicky brought their dinosaurs this time. So, and they're in the crowd right now talking. That's what they <laughs> they can dress as dinosaurs. They were ready to go, man. Even carpet dinosaurs. They had carpet dinosaurs. <laughs> but I also like Fan X in Salt Lake City. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the Salt Lake City area. I wrote mm-hmm. some books with um, Dave Butler, uh, DJ Butler at Bain. Um, they have an inordinate amount of readers. It seems that go to that con. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's very and that's big and mm-hmm. it's it's super fun. So excellent, excellent. Those are two great ones. Good call. You answered correctly, just making sure. I mean, my finger was on the hang up button, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as writers' conferences, Superstars is really good. 20 books mm-hmm. to 50K, I think, is required. Mm-hmm. I think 20 books to 50K is cheap. It's in Vegas and it is invaluable to people who want to make a living writing books. Yeah, I've uh, gone yet. It's on my list. It's super good. And then um, Pikes Peak Writers. It, locally in Colorado, but we get people from all over the world at Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak Writers in Colorado Springs. And I got my start at RMFW, which is Rocky Mountain Fiction Writers. So it's all just good writing books. They're all good. Just keep going, man. Talking to I love writers. I love writers so much. I know me too. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to fulfill this writing fantasy is because I wanted to hang out with writers. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Hence a publishing company. Now you get to hang out with all kinds of writers. It's the yeah, best thing ever. You... Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's awesome. That's okay. Right? Next so, question. Next question. Hit me. Ready? All right. What has been the best fan interaction you've had? I mean, or weirdest. We don't judge. You know, either way. <laughs> <laughs> we don't kink shame on this nope, podcast. We do um, not. No, I, uh, there's been a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the best was I was at fan I was at Fanex at Salt Lake City, um, and this and this and this like teenage girl uh, was walking by booth. I, I sell books out of Bart's Tower, um, which is a, a a big moving bookstore that Alexi Vanderberg runs. And um, this woman pointed, and she she says, "That's my absolute favorite book." And I said, oh, I'm the author. And sh- her face drops. She bursts into tears. And she's like, that book saved my life. Oh, wow. And Which I book was, was like, it? Song Live the Suicide King. Wow. She had read it and found, like, hope in its pages. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. That was probably the best, best. I'm assuming you signed her a book and wrote something very sweet in there. She already had a copy. She already had, like, a couple copies in her car. So oh. we got a picture, but she, I think she was like so blown away. So, so overwhelmed. That yeah. is so cool. That's Makes it worth it when you're sick and you're trying to get the words out anyways. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You're like, this is why I do it. I have to say, you posted the cutest Valentine from your daughter where she talked about how she loves you more than one of your characters loves whatever it is they love. Like there were multiple universes. And so she was talking about that and having all your characters. And I know that one can't be beat, but have you received any other fan mail that really hit home? Um, gosh. Every fan interact. I never know what to say. Like, right? That, there's my little daughter, and she's like, so it goes like, I love you more than like Io love comic books, or JD loves his backpack, and then it says, I love you more than a novel loves words. It's and when I got it, burst into tears. Oh, I cried when I saw it. <laughs> Niagara <horrible>. Falls. Um, <laughs> Is she a future writer? Admit it. Uh, she's studying music and sound design at a uh, video game school. Oh, so a completely so. different practical career she's working for. Actually, this is everything needs music, right? And if she knows digital music, I mean, this is far more practical than writing books. So. <laughs> hey, we, look, I'm no one, I'm no one to judge about making my kids do practical. I want my son to finish his rock band career and I'm hoping my daughter like writes horses for a living. So yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, follow your dreams because soon enough, you know, you're not going to have the time. Do it now. <laughs> so my daughter reached out to me and she was taking a screenwriting class. And we, when we watched movies, we would just talk about like the Save the Cat Beats and, and, structure. and, and structure. And so she was in her screenwriting class. She was learning that. And she's like, wow, dad, it's kind of cool how I grew up. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It is kind of yeah. cool. Best See? father ever. That's right. Yeah. Where's my mug? Where's my mug? Where's my <laughs> no, so I have fans reach out, um, and I never know what to say. They're like, "Your books changed my life," and I'm like, "Good, I'm I'm glad. Thank you." Oh, the, the, here's the thing: you can't argue away when people praise you. You just gracious. You just say thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's an honor for me to write these books, and then right. So. That's awesome. It yeah. is, right? It's easier to take the criticism than it is the praise, isn't it? Why is that? Yes. I don't know why that oh, is. Oh, at this point, I just find the criticism funny. I mean, I, <laughs> I really enjoy it. So on one of my other books, for a penny, I can't name because they're dirty. Um, <clears throat> somebody somebody referenced, somebody. one reviewer said, one star, this is the final degradation of a failing author. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'll take that. But then I wanted to edit him because it's like failing. If it's the final degradation, it's a, a failed. failed author, a right? Failed. You're, I'm not. If it's you one, have more. I'm, I have. More. I can go worse, man. I can degrade myself more. So, you want to see failure? That. I can keep failing, bro. So, yeah. Did you turn it into an ad? I heard Craig got one that said his was like too much swearing in his military sci-fi, and so he made that an ad. <laughs> too much swearing. <laughs> We did one where he got we got a bad. We made it into an ad. It was cookie cutters. I had a one star review that says all these books are like it's just like bad cookies, and he's making bad cookies. So I was like the king of cookies. So we did that. <laughs> but no, I like it when authors do that. Take take a one star, and they're like, yeah. that's right, that's right. Well, let's face it. Somebody hates one thing. Somebody else loves it. It's just exactly. what they're looking exactly. That's right. Well, I have to say that your daughter isn't your only fan. You have received high awards and praise for your work, including nominations for Indie Tale, Magazine's YA Speculative Fiction Novel of the Year, and a Dragon Award nomination. What is it about the YA genre that attracts you creatively? 
Oh, uh, my almost awards. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, <laughs> hey, plus uh, pressure. Like, just keep nominating me. That's great. I'm okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with all that. It's fun, <laughs> and I did win the award. I mean, Travis Baldry really did the work on um, Sages of the Underpass, and we won, we won the award for that for um, the Independent Audiobook Award. Um, and in Detail Magazine, I'm a big fan of it. It, it reviews um, books, uh, indie books, and it's the it's really it's it's really cheap to get your book in there and um, check it out. No, I Kelly, do you want the real answer? Why you, you like YA? The, yeah, I want, want to know why. How I, I got do. my start? It was a hot trend, and I was like, man, I'm so tired of working. I just want to write books that are going to sell. So I started, so yeah, YA, it was right after Twilight. And uh-huh. I, yep. I, uh, I wrote, I wrote a Twilight with robots. It was called Sparked. Um, and I got a great rejection from an agent. It was like, this is too genre. It doesn't stick out. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like most <laughs> of my books, most of my books stick out, man. Like, like the, like the, the Juniper Wars is like this post-apocalyptic cattle drive with family drama. And mm-hmm. like, it's it's very it's i love it but it's not genre so um so that's what i got i started writing ya and i really liked it and i was right i was watching the princess diaries with my daughter i have two daughters and um as he puts in there no totally i was not watching it by myself i swear it was with my daughters all for them but then i'm like watching it and i'm swept up in the romance and i'm crying (laughs) and i'm like this is why I like YA, right? Aww. This is why I like that whole like big emotions. Yes. And and that's why YA is nice for big emotions. But what's mm-hmm. better than YA? Anime. <laughs> Anime is better for big emotions. Anime definitely has big emotions. So yeah. So I've been accused of being histrionic and I'm just going to be like, yeah, right. I'm histrionic, overly emotional. Like my favorite like uh God rest his soul, Meatloaf just died. Yes. God rest his soul. Yep. Hey, um, the concert. Met him. Uh, and Jim Steinman's dead. Uh, and mm-hmm. Jim Steinman is just just a wonderful songwriter and just yeah. like a, just a, just mm-hmm. he gets me. But those He's songs, stories man. in his songs. So yeah, that's definitely right up our alley. Uh-huh. And they're like Wagnerian huge right. emotions. Uh-huh. Like I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. So yeah, mm-hmm. man, big emotions. Mm-hmm. Big that's a good way to do YA. I can totally see that. I mean, at that time, you know, the hormones are so crazy. Everything's big. Yeah, it so, is. Totally makes sense. Um, so you mentioned your Juniper Girls. I had some questions about that because I started reading that. Because I, I tried to read the beginning of books so I can get some questions and kind of understand oh, sure. if I haven't read a lot yet. And I knew you more personally, not as much about your work. So I went through it. Juniper Girls really gripped me. So that's a really fascinating world that you have going on. Like where, tell us a little bit about it. And where did you get the idea for that series? Um, man, we, we retitled them. The, the first, it was called Dan, the series is called the Juniper Wars. Um, well, the new covers are awesome. And, and it was Dandelion Iron, but what's the new one? Oh, it's Arm, uh, Armageddon Girls is yes. the new one. Yes. Um, the new title. Uh, I love Supernatural, like a, like a lot, a lot. Like uh, talking, talking about big about, emotions, right? Right. <laughs> right. The Dean Winchester single band tear. Uh, it's 
I'm so telling, good. Half the time I hear like 70s rock music and all I can think of is that show. You know, I'm like, why are you crying? It's a rock song. You have no idea. <laughs> the road so far. Carry on my wayward son. Never. Uh, the rest of my life will I see anything else but Dean, Sam and Dean when I hear that song. And also, like, I got turned on to Hailstorm, I Am the Fire on later yeah. the season. I, like, I really fell in love with Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of things. Uh, if Lizzie Hale is listening to this podcast, I will leave. I will. I will do anything for you, Lizzie Hale. You are right. my muse. You are my dream. Um, I'll, when uh, she emails me, I'll, I'll let you know, Aaron. Oh, I love Hailstorm so much. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I love Supernatural. And I love the big family drama. So I wanted to mm -hmm. do a big family drama, and I, I, I heard it somewhere that. Like 75% of all books ever written have like a male character, like a male lead. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, if I can write a book, I, I, I'd like to add to the, I'd like to add to the, to the sisterhood of books. Um, and you've got two daughters to draw from. So it makes sense. And I like strong, powerful women. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, my mom started a business and uh, actually my mom started a business. She's a psychotherapist, two words, psychotherapist. Um, <laughs> but she had her own business for a long time doing psychotherapy. And my wife uh, is just an amazing person who worked in Silicon Valley at a startup in the night. I mean, just like I'm surrounded by strong, powerful women. Mm -hmm. So, um, so family drama, steampunk was going to be the next big thing, Kelly Colby. I know. I have a starter steampunk one, too. <laughs> it's going to be the next big thing. So that's kind of like, um, and then, so I wanted to build a world on a, on a, and I love Westerns. And I, I grew up watching Westerns with my dad. Um, so you kind of throw all of those things together. And there's a band called uh, 16 Horsepower, which is like an alternative country, goth country. Super good. Super good. It's so up. good. You'll either love it or you'll never look at me the same. Um, or it's both. super weird. But they have a song called Dead Run. And mm -hmm. I just, so all of those influences coalesced into the Juniper Wars. And it's my favorite thing. I was going to write the Juniper Wars and stop writing. That was like, it was like my favorite thing. And I was going to do all the things I love and I was going to publish it. And if it didn't take off, I was going to do something other than write books all day. So, but well, then I met James A. Hunter and James A. Hunter said, <laughs> Aaron, write books to a genre. You'll 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 be able to make more money. And I'm like, okay, James A. Hunter, tell Whatever me what to write. Say. That's right. <laughs> so, and the rest is history. And darn it for him being right. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that was fun. So that one I've got to finish. So I'm very excited about that one. And the, there's five books out, and I'm gonna be. I'm going to be finishing it with six books and I'm also going to be publishing okay. an anthology of short stories written by other authors. So, Oh, clever. Are you going to open the world up? Uh, I did actually, if you go to my website, AaronMRitchie.com, mm -hmm. there are downloads mm -hmm. for all of the different stories that people have written. So. That's so cool. It's so cool that you can like do, you can write in the world you love now, right? Yeah. Like it's not just on, you can contact the author and find out what's going yeah. on. You know, what is this? You can actually write in these worlds. It's, it's a very exciting, exciting thing that's going on right now. Yeah. It's never uh -oh. been a better time to be a writer. I don't think. Nope. Mark Dawson's got it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. It's a lot of work. <laughs> well, it was, it's always a lot of work to do something creative for a living. I don't care what You're it right. is, right? Whether You're it's right. music or art or writing, or it, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's creative, because so many people want to do it. If you want to actually make money at it, you got to work your behind off. Yeah. 
as you proved today, working even when you're sick. And you didn't cancel the podcast or nothing. You're like, I'll fake it. It'll be fine. No. Like, I've, I'm floating above my body at this point. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure who's in charge. I think there's like a demon here. So he's doing okay, right? He's, he's not doing scoring. great, man. The demon and can he... go back next week. No, no problem. <laughs> my demon writer. There you go. That's there right. you go. A whole new pen name for you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think we've pretty much made it to the lightning round. So let's hit the lightning round first. Uh-oh. When you sit down to write, what's the first thing you do? Weep. Just cry. <laughs> just, I, get, I have myself a good cry. And then just get into it. That's all. Awesome. That's the best answer. <laughs> uh, no, I turn on a playlist based on that book. Okay. Um, and then I've also started to watch like, like video game cut screens, like, 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 Elder Scrolls or like World of Warcraft, like on YouTube, they just have all the cut screens inside the game. So mm-hmm. I kind of on my screen, I have like just cool, like fantasy stuff going on or sci-fi. I watched a really good one for the old Republic Star Wars game. Um, oh, cool. And I turn off the sound. I just have mm-hmm. the images, but I just seeing that cool, like fantasy sci-fi stuff. I love it. Helps all that get stuff. you in that game lit mood right now. Yeah. That's clever. Uh, which of your books challenge you the most? Which of my books challenge me the most? Mm-hmm. All of them. Every single one. All of them, Kelly. Writing books is hard. It's easier to talk <laughs> about hard. writing books. Than... I want to be the guy who just like, you know, I have a study book uh, masterpiece planned out. And I'm going to be starting them at any moment. And then I never start them. And they're <laughs> always never. awesome. Uh, it was, it was, uh, what challenged me was the lit RPG that I wrote with uh, Dakota. Because um, the math. Because the math. And, mm-hmm. and um I, I now know I kind of like I'm a very like charge ahead and plan as I go. Mm-hmm. And it's better, especially with Lit RPG, to plan more before. So mm-hmm. Dakota's going Dakota will be like editing all of my mess. So he's probably gonna hate me for the next year or so. But <laughs> I think when they come out, he'll have fixed all of my bad math. I don't so. know Dakota can hate anyone. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but if there's one person. <laughs> it's going to be you, really. If it's one person, it's going to be you. Come on now. Yeah. James, there was one series we worked on, and he was like, it it, 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 it strained our relationship, Kelly. It, <laughs> oh. It, no, Ooh. it didn't. No, no, no He's way. a great guy. He just complained a lot because I do, like, I outlandish things. Like, sent, like, like Cyclops with T-Rex head hands. <laughs> He felt more like you were one of his children. He's like, Aaron? He's like, no, we're not going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, when am I the adult? How did this happen? That's, that's yeah. what James is confused on. He yeah. had to be the adult in that uh-huh. one. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. So what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Dude, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting older, and so I can't process <laughs> lactose So oh. as my body fails. Um, yeah, but I'm okay with all that. I failing or no lactose? <laughs> Either one, man. All okay. of this is very temporary. Um, it's a lot of work being her, Michael Ritchie. Um, so my mom bought me this kind ice Don Dairy frozen treat. It's like kind bars and uh-huh. it's cherry chocolate. And I'm a my mom used to take me for cherry chocolate malteds growing up. My dad was a policeman who worked nights, so we were alone and she would we would go to the tasty freeze and get a cherry chocolate shake. Um I know, a little nostalgia, and so, um, yeah. So this, con- and I, I think it might have been from an alternate universe because I can't find it again. So um, I'm it pretty must be somewhere. sure, maybe, or it's in another timeline. 
<laughs> the darkest timeline. You're going to have to ask your mother because obviously she visited because she brought it to you. You didn't buy it. Or maybe it wasn't my mother, but it was like another version of my mother. I love all this multiverse stuff. I'm a fan. Me too. It's so much fun. I'm a fan. Yeah, I agree. That was a great answer. Um, can zombies climb? No. That was easy. Done. Steven would be a fan of yours. Polos or button-ups? Which do button-ups. you prefer? Button-ups? I like button-ups, but with snaps. And I'm wearing my favorite Ooh. shirt. This is a shirt I bought at a Western store, and it's super expensive. My wife was like, are you going to wear that? And I'm like, I will wear the crap out of this T-shirt. <laughs> so, and I have, like, the little buttons. And if you look, uh -huh. it's super cool. It's like, it's like. Oh, that like totally is Western shirt. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could oh, be yeah. wearing that in Juniper, man. Oh, I love the Juniper so much. That's awesome. <sighs> yeah, we have a store at Cavenders, and they have, all like, all the Western stuff here. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. That would be nice. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh. oh. Seoul, South Korea. Because then I would travel from Seoul to like... So me and my wife in 2000 took a trip around the world. We traveled mm -hmm. like eight months in Asia. Like mm -hmm. we went to Africa. We did a trek in Nepal. Um, but we didn't hit like New Zealand, Australia. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do the Trans-Siberian Railroad. I want to... Yes, me too. I want to go to, um, like, like in, I, I've been to Bali in Indonesia, mm -hmm. but I'd like to do uh, Oceania and Micronesia and all those islands. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to study, like, Polyponesian religion and then write a book based upon – I love religion and talking about religion. Oh, yeah. And so – and the Polyponesian religions has some, like, really cool stuff. And the I've been to Hawaii. stories are fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, South Seoul, South Korea, being one of the cleanest, nicest, safest cities, other than mm -hmm. the fact that North Korea is close by. But if you don't think about that too much, uh, <laughs> it's just a great place. Korean food is awesome. My daughter mm -hmm. loves K-pop. Hence, I love K-pop. My favorite band is Blackpink, <laughs> followed closely by Stray Kids. Um, awesome. We don't listen to BTS anymore because they sold out. Um <laughs> So, yes, South Korea. Yeah, they're the only one whose name I know. So, yeah, they sold out. <laughs> they, they hooked, they, they aligned themselves with McDonald's. It's just like. Oh, did they? They nice. lost the music. But BTS was good. We liked them for a long time. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And who, well. Is this it? And is this it? Is this the last one? Almost. Question? We've got three questions okay. left. I'm going to rattle off perfect answers. One, even though we talked a lot about music, I had it on here anyway, so I'm going to ask you. Who is your favorite band or musician? Uh, I love Rush. I, I like 16 Horsepower. Um, <laughs> and if you like Rush, Dave says that's the right answer. That's his favorite band too. <laughs> 16 Horsepower. But no, uh, no Rush. Yeah. <laughs> but recently, I've been writing a lot of music to Monster Magnet. They had a hit, uh, Space Lord, uh, Mother Mother in the 90s. But they have like a ton of albums after that. Um, and I also love uh, Power Man 5000. It's Rob Zombie's brother has a band. Um, really. Power Man 5, because it's like Power Man 5000 is just like, like electronic heavy metal, but with like tons of like sci-fi fantasy tropes. So, oh yeah. How come so many happy people I know listen to really heavy music? Am I listening to the wrong music? No, no, music is great. Okay. Actually, for Dakota's book, I listened to a mm -hmm. lot of Perry Grip, who's like breakfast burrito do you know perry grip <laughs> yum, yum, breakfast burrito yum, yum. and a lot That's of weird my spotify like rap 
for 2021 <laughs> was just embarrassing because it was like Perry Grip and Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic has a song like called like Charles Nelson Riley. The video is epic and the song is just rocking. <laughs> oh, it's so I adore good. him. Somebody else I've seen in concert. But I, I like his original stuff, not his parody songs. I like all of the above. I just like Weird Al. I don't care what he does. I'll go see it. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs, but I'm not a big pet person because I'm I'm busy writing books. So, <laughs> but I do like said. cat girls. But I shouldn't have said that. Could we, I'd like to strike that from the official? Strike that. Notes. Oh, sorry. You're you're. This is not a professional podcast. We don't edit. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you about that. Dogs, dogs over cats. Dogs over cats. I like and... things that adore me. <laughs> I tend to like that too. But my cats are less work, so I don't know. Yeah. So. Right. So last question, last question, last question. Where can fans find you and your work? <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me um, at AaronMRitchie.com, um, Shadow Valley Press's website. Uh, I'm all over Amazon. I like the Facebook, Aaron Michael Ritchie on the Facebook. Um, but yeah, and might I suggest? Shadowcroft Academy for Dungeons. Or um I uh Dave Butler and I, DJ Butler and I wrote the Cunning Man series, which is available at your local Barnes and Nobles. It's Subane, and it's a story of a Mormon sorcerer investigating paranormal crimes in Dust Bowl, Utah. Um that using real so cool. Using real American folk magic. So he um and so the father is is basically a wizard, right? He he, mm -hmm. he wouldn't call himself a wizard. He's a cunning man, right? He he knows how to say prayers and cast. He wouldn't call them spells. He would just it's the knowledge, right? If you put a Bible on a butter churn, your butter won't go sour, right? Um, and his son Michael mm -hmm. is uh, is is an atheist, so it's there. So he's a man of of, of profound faith because mm -hmm. that's the only way his magic works. And his son mm -hmm. is a skeptic. So that dynamic there is just so beautiful. Oh, that's got to so. be fun to write. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun. Excellent. Well, now that Aaron is your new favorite author, please make sure to review his work wherever it is you get your books. And please review us wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can uh, – we'll – I always forget which ones subscribe and which ones follow. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash cursedragonship slash cursedragonship. I told you we're totally professional, Aaron. Or, or you could I am blown away by the professionalism. Blown away. Or you could subscribe on cursedragonship.com slash YouTube to watch all of the replays. And we look forward to seeing you next week at 8 p.m. Central on our Twitch channel where we will interview uh, Patrick Dugan. We'll see you then. Excellent!